following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! Yes, the engine is warm and the Retro Network Time Machine is about to do some time traveling. I'm your pilot, Jason, and my normal navigator, Mickey, is actually off this week. He's uh, working out a deal with the Libyans for some plutonium, I hear. So uh, I'm going to use up what plutonium supply we have left with a guest navigator this week, Old School Tim. How are you, Tim? I'm doing good. I'm just going to try to keep Mickey's seat warm this week and... (laughs) See what I can do. Well, this should be fun. We've got a fun topic. Uh, I'm sure our listeners have heard your voice before, but just if that isn't the case, just tell everybody what uh, what it is you do here <laughs> for the Retro <laughs> Network or just in general, I'll, I'll say. Most people might know me from Twitter, at Old School 80s there. I post some nostalgia memories there on a daily basis and have quite a few 80s fanatics following me over there and mm-hmm. at the retro network i um do whatever you need me to do i'll uh, <laughs> mostly uh do some articles each week and been doing a retro commercial regular feature that we're uh, going back and remembering 80s commercials and um but doing some other articles as well but i'll appear here and there on podcasts when the call goes out and uh <laughs> i'll uh Fix the toilet if it breaks and uh, <laughs> do whatever else you need around the retro network. Yeah, yeah. Mickey left some uh, surprise for you there if you could uh, help to uh, get rid of that thing. <laughs> no, uh, we appreciate you and uh, and everything you do for the network and uh, just being your fun 80s self in general. You know, I, I was raising my hand as you were saying uh, the, the 80s fanatics there on Twitter because I think that's how I first ran into you was just following you every day over there and getting all the birthdays and uh, fun memories and anniversaries, things like that, that you post and uh, really a fun follow over there. And then uh, we actually collaborate on uh, my other site, Rediscover the 80s as well with all of your old interviews. And if you have not read those or been over there to, uh, to check them out, it's just a big, long interview series that Tim went through over, I don't know, how many years, Tim, do you think you were doing the interviews there? It's probably a, over a good five, six-year period. And mm-hmm. uh, I was posting them on my own site for a while, and uh, that host ended up vanishing, and my site <laughs> kind of vanished with it. But uh, Jason's been gracious enough to start republishing those there, so at least they have a home. And yeah, and like Jason said, they are they're fun to go back and read, and they're kind of like an oral history of each person's '80s accomplishments and contributions. Yeah, yeah, they're a really fun read. I enjoy going through them and kind of curating them uh, with the imagery and everything. Uh, each week and just it, it seems like or every I think every two weeks we're we're actually publishing those again but um yeah it's fun just to to go through and read those interviews and get some insight into and it's kind of the behind the story you know things as well that uh, have not heard about or are seemingly lost you know to time 
Yeah, or forgotten about. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> After all these so, years. That's great. And yes, I am enjoying all of your uh, your articles over on the Retro Network as well. The retro commercials. I, I just love watching old commercials. And most recently was the Miller Lite ones with Bob Uecker. That was great. <laughs> and some of those I had not watched in years and years. So uh, good to revisit those as well. And uh, just all the fun uh, other articles as well. We had one uh, go up, I think, just uh, yesterday with uh, uh, James Spader and all of the the fun jerks that he played in the '80s and things like that. We had a recent one with Edie McClurg and uh, her roles in uh, John Hughes films. So all of those are just real fun and just instant nostalgia. You know, when you see some of the photos and and start reading about them, it just makes you want to go back and watch the movies again. At least it does for me. <laughs> Yeah, so. you end up going down a going down a rabbit hole with some of those where you start one thing leads to another and it kind of just creates some things like you said. To me it's all about that nostalgia and memories and those good feelings from when we were younger and had less uh less things to worry about than uh just our <laughs> right. pop culture. Yeah, 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 just the uh the full on you know, pop culture moments from back in the day that you remember just first experiencing and, and things. So very fun there. Appreciate uh, you doing that for us for the Retro Network and uh, being here on this podcast. Before we jump in the time machine, though, uh, here's your weekly reminder that our friends at Retro Days are sponsoring this episode. And I think Tim is familiar with Retro Days. Uh, I've, I've ran into you a couple of times playing the Retro Manic game over there when that was <laughs> going on on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but just a great site, a uh, great uh, experience over there on YouTube as well with the RD's Retro Detention and all that good stuff. But uh, we are very proud to have Retro Days as our sponsor again this week. Also want to give a big shout out to our latest VIP over on Patreon, Joe Gorney. He was kind enough to tweet that he became a VIP and that our podcasts on the network were some of his favorites. So, Joe, we appreciate you coming on board and... Uh, should have gotten an invite to join us over there on Slack in the VIP lounge, and you'll get access to our VIP vault of all of our audio uh, bonus episodes and back episodes of uh, TRN podcast that we're putting together there and all of our bonus articles and videos that we release over there on Patreon. So, Joe, we appreciate you coming on board with us. Also wanted to mention that our topic this week is uh, actually a nice segue from our recent Bracket Madness podcast, which featured the second best 80s music video tournament, <laughs> in which Tim was one of the guests. So uh, make sure you listen to that. Subscribe to the new Bracket Madness feed. We put all of those episodes into one feed now. And um, actually, most of our shows now have their own feed. So the easiest way to connect with our network shows theretronetwork.com forward slash podcasts. And I've put together that page. So all of our podcasts are displayed and you can find the link right below each image to jump over to our transistor page and subscribe in your favorite app. But you can also search for those uh, podcasts in your favorite app that should be easily found since they are now out there on Apple and other places. So yeah, Bracket Madness, man, that was really fun, and uh, it's it, we're kind of getting a groove on that show in that um, the 32-team tournament, I think, is a good 
uh, fit and it goes, you know, about an hour and a half. But while I'm trying to rank all of the, uh, the choices there, we get that fun part in the middle. I think that's my favorite thing when everybody kind of goes back (laughs) through their lists and starts spouting off what uh, didn't make it into the tournament, you know, almost like the runner up section of the podcast, but we're really getting our feet under ourselves on that show. So that was a really fun, uh, one to put together. We had seven people for that one. That's that's also fun, too, with Bracket Madness. The Christmas one, we had eight people on the line. You know, you just don't hear those kinds of podcasts. It's usually two or three, maybe four people at most. But you start getting seven or eight, it's it's crazy. And that's, that's part of the madness, you know? <laughs> yeah. I always so. have fun being a part of it. and But I, like I always say, I always have just as much fun listening back at yeah. everybody again yeah. later on. So it's a blast. Yeah. You're so anxious to get your comments and stuff in that, yeah, there's a lot that you miss while even just recording the show. So, all right. Well, uh, it's time to get in that time machine. What year are we traveling to this week, Tim? I believe we're heading back to 1985. We're going back to 1985, and we are going to talk about the MTV Video Music Awards. Oh, man. Do you remember the first one you ever watched? I am old enough that I actually watched the very first one in 84. Nice. So I've, I've watched, I watched most of them through the eighties. And then, um, you know, after that, it kind of was hit or miss depending on. Yeah. The kind year. of the early nineties is mid nineties when they started doing the movie awards too. Those were kind of mixed in as well, but mm-hmm. I was kind of the same way. I was trying to think today, maybe what was my first MTV Video Music Awards show. I don't particularly remember the first one that I watched, but uh, yeah, this is uh, this was really fun to go back and watch. But we are going to go break down the show, so uh, let's strap in the time machine and get moving. With more videos, more stars, more great rock than anyone has ever had on any stage in the history of the whole world, ever. It's the second annual MTV Video Music Awards. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your host, the incomparable Eddie Murphy. All right, so here we are in 1985. Uh, Did you remember watching this, the, the, the second MTV Movie Awards on television, Tim? I remember it, um, to be honest, not every moment of it. I remember some parts of it and some mm-hmm. general pieces of it, but it wasn't, to me, like one of those really memorable shows. Uh, most people from remember Madonna's performance from 1984 right. or certain things in later years, but um, I remember parts. I'll, I'll yeah, there wasn't really that performance or that moment, you know, that... Uh, stuck out to me. I think the the 
the most remembered thing is that Eddie Murphy hosted it. You know, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people remember that uh, that was. Uh, I don't think he did it again. If I, I could be <laughs> wrong about that, but uh, anyway, the uh, 1985 MTV Video Music Awards were held on September 13th. Uh, like I said, hosted by Eddie Murphy at the Radio City Music Hall in New York City. I did put a, uh, for those of you who want to kind of re-experience the show, or maybe experience it for the first time, uh, there are some videos out on YouTube. I did put a playlist together that I'm going to put in the show notes regarding uh, most of the performances of the show, and there's also some excerpts. Uh, People have essentially spliced together the awards categories and the uh, the presentation of them and kind of pulled out the music part of that, probably for copyright. But you can essentially watch the whole show. There's like a 55-minute video that uh, gives you a, all the in-between and Eddie Murphy going up into the crowd and, and things like that. But for the purposes of this show, we're going to just kind of run down Uh, essentially the awards categories, and this will be like what Mickey and I have done before. I'm going to spout off the categories and nominees, and we're going to see if Tim can uh, pull out which one is the winner. And uh, with Tim's extensive knowledge of MTV and and the 80s, I think he might be able to pull out uh, which which (laughs) one's uh, won during this. But some of these other lesser-known ones, like, uh, you know, Best Choreography and the... um, what is the the best concept video? I like that category. So some of these other ones he might not you know pull be able to pull out, but it'll be fun. You guys can play along, and uh, if you want to experience the show, uh, just head over to the Retro Network YouTube channel, or like I said, I'll have the link uh, in the show notes. But um, let's go ahead and start the show. Uh, actually, before we get into the awards, Tim, let's talk about the performances. So we had John Cougar Mellencamp performed uh, Lonely All Night. We had Tears for Fears with Shout, Eurythmics, Would I Lie to You, Hall Notes with uh, a couple of the Temptations did a couple numbers there, Pat Bentar, Sting and Huey Lewis, which those two performances I could not find on MTV. Uh, and then we had actually uh, Eddie Murphy serenading Tina Turner as the credits <laughs> rolled with Party All the Time. Any of those uh, stand out to you as kind of your favorite of the night? Yeah, I would guess my favorite performance of the night was probably that combo of Hall and Oates with uh, Eddie Kendrick and David Ruffin of the Temptations. Um, mm-hmm. Just they performed a couple Temptation songs. I know My Girl was one of them, and mm-hmm. um, to me that was interesting. It's not their normal just performing a song or lip syncing to a song or anything. They actually sang songs with uh, legendary right. uh, artists like that. I thought that was probably of all the performances, one of the more interesting ones. Um, Eddie Murphy singing at the end was, <laughs> was hilarious as well with, uh, with Tina Turner on there. That song surprisingly party all the time was a, made it all the way to number two on the, <laughs> that's crazy the pop charts and for three weeks it held the number two position so many people make fun of that song but it was a huge hit for him it was a hit yeah yeah no doubt i thought it was funny like there was uh, several of those that were lip-synced 
I mean, you could tell, you could pick out the song. Oh yeah, this is just a backing track, and then they fade it out at the end. You know, <laughs> and then you start hearing the clapping, <laughs> like the old, uh, you know, bandstand and stuff. How they used to do uh, "Tears for Fears" and Eurythmics, definitely. And of course, yeah, Eddie was not singing live to Tina Turner. That was a total lip sync. But the uh, the John Cougar performance, he the, the dude doesn't stop smiling during his whole. <laughs> performance and it makes it really fun and you know he's dancing around during the break and he tries to do this move with uh one of the dancers that's in that uh like three 3d cage with the lights <laughs> anyway she comes out and he tries to like flip her over and she lands on her back and i don't know if that was on purpose or not but she just went with it you know and uh anyway it was just fun uh i have not seen him perform a lot i have never seen him live and it just looked like man he was on top of the world i'm at mtv and i'm gonna have fun with this you know i saw him perform live once um we had really great seats i believe we were like in the second row center um this was later in the uh i want to say it was like maybe late 90s so it was well after that but he put on a fantastic show and that was a great Great show yeah. seeing that. It just seems one like other, a, a fun guy to be around, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh one other performance that uh wasn't probably an official performance, but I remembered it from back then because I was a big fan of Run DMC and they were still this is pre raising hell and everything, so they weren't the huge stars yet that they would eventually become, but right. they had them come out and rap. But instead of rapping one of their own songs, they basically rapped the voting rules yes <laughs> yes and yeah uh, i thought that was pretty pretty funny <laughs> and and i was just happy to see them perform anywhere so yeah yeah there's a fun uh <laughs> well i'm jumping ahead a little bit because we're going to talk about the after party video in uh after <laughs> hours but it, it was fun just to see them kind of hanging out and all of a sudden Boom, they cut the chair. And then they come back. I'm like, well, it's Ref UC, man. But you're I guess you're right. I was this before I think Raising Hell was eighty-six when yeah. that came out. So they were just on the cusp of even uh, becoming bigger stars than they, they were. But <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's funny that I, I don't know why at this point some are essentially dialing it in with the lip syncing and and not performing live i'm sure there was reasons behind that but you know I, I tears for fears were great performers i've seen a lot of their you know videos and concerts from back in the day we'll come back and watch some of those and uh, even your rhythmics i don't know if it was because of all of the horns and everything involved with that song and trying to get everything down right but that was kind of strange the hollow notes thing did they like tour together for a little bit with them or something because Man, when they, you know, either they rehearsed the crap out of it, you know, like the beginning when they're just going a cappella, or there must have been something going on around that time. Yeah, I'm not sure if they toured together or not, but I mean, they did perform the Temptation song instead of vice versa. So, right. right. They, at that point, they may have just known those songs so well that they could, uh, could do that. that. <laughs> That's quite possible as well. And Pat Benatar, I was not ready for that hair. That was <laughs> a little bright, you know. I, I think don't she remember. stole uh, <laughs> Tina Turner's hair. It could have been, yeah. Uh, that just kind of took me as a surprise. I was not used to that uh, 
that hair. It it stinks that the performances, at least the videos on YouTube, the the sound quality and the overall quality just wasn't great to really you know appreciate these. But uh, you got to remember, back then you just didn't have access to that. You didn't have a way to see these artists perform unless it was on one of these shows or you actually got to see them in concert or something. It wasn't like you had, had that easy way to go see uh, on YouTube or on any, anything else. This was something special. That's why you tuned in was you got to see these people in person and, and that sort of thing. It was like the Grammys. Yeah. Yeah. And it was appointment television, you know, for that reason, because, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get to see, you know, whoever performed tonight, your favorite bands and such, because yeah, up until, I mean, MTV showed their videos and I think they did concerts and stuff early on in MTV, but that kind of waned as they grew in popularity, as music videos grew in popularity and just showing the videos all day long and you don't get those full concert performances or even the live, you know, kind of interaction with the crowd and everything, but yeah, definitely. That's a big part of how popular the VMAs became, you know, later part of the 80s and early 90s when they were truly in their heyday. Um, okay, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and start running down the show. So we let off with uh, Sheila E. and Paul Young presenting the best overall performance in a video. And the nominees for best overall performance in a video, Eurythmics, Would I Lie to You?, Philip Bailey and Phil Collins, Easy Lover. David Lee Roth, Just a Gigolo, I Ain't Got Nobody. Bruce Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark. And USA for Africa, We Are the World. Those were the... And I don't know what best overall performance is. Just, I guess, them performing in the video. You know, whatever. What would you say won that out of those uh, five choices? Well, my... My favorite of that would probably be David Lee Ross. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I ain't got nobody. I enjoy that video quite a bit. Um, I know he he was nominated for a lot of stuff, but I don't think he won that. I'm going to go with uh, Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark. It was actually uh, Philip Bailey and Philip Collins. Easy the lover. Fills. And the... <laughs> Phil's won the best overall performance. Uh, and all I'll right. start with that video all entailed. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like a strange one to uh, to win that category. Yeah, Given, I think it was just filmed while they were rehearsing like or something. Rehearsing or recording, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, nothing special, really. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, okay, so moving along, this is when we had uh, Run DMC wrap the eligibility and voting rolls <laughs> for the VMAs, and then we had uh, Foreigner come out, Mick Jones and Lou Graham, presented the best stage performance in a video, and those nominees were Bruce Springsteen again, Dancing in the Dark, David Bowie for Blue Jean, and they have that live, quote-unquote, I guess uh, different must be different from the the video itself. Maybe um, your rhythmics. Would I lie to you? Talking Heads, Once in a Lifetime, and Tina Turner. Better be good to me. So best stage performance in a video. Here again, my favorite of that group would be 
the once in a lifetime live version by Talking Heads. I remember that from their concert film. That's the one where he has that suit with the giant shoulder pads on it. Oh, and, okay. And yes. he's on the stage and they have this stage kind of set up like a living room. I think that should have won. So I'm going to go with that. It was actually Bruce Springsteen that won that one. <laughs> the Dancing in the Dark video with the Courtney Cox, of course. <laughs> I was off by one. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's kind of deserving. That's become notorious for good or bad, you know, <laughs> bringing her up on stage and uh, dancing back and forth there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's impossible for me now not to think of the once-in-a-lifetime music video, and especially now that my mind is tainted when they put Donald Trump spouting off the lyrics. Like, and making <laughs> a, uh, oh, it's crazy, the time that people have to, you know, pull something like that off. But the, he's, just from speeches and stuff, they put together, like, the whole first two verses of that song. <laughs> And him doing, the you know, superimposing his head in David Byrne's place. So <laughs> it was, it's nuts. <laughs> just ingrained in my brain now. Uh, okay, moving along, we had uh, Lou Reed come out and he appeared in a video package about the year's new artists. And then we had Brian Adams and Jim Kerr come out to present the best new artist in a video. And the nominees for that category was... Sheila E. for The Glamorous Life, Sade for Smooth Operator, Julian Lennon for Too Late for Goodbyes, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Two Tribes, and Till Tuesday, Voices Carry. Those were your nominations there. Um, I don't know. I would probably go with... I don't know who I would go with, but I <laughs> tend to remember... Till Tuesday winning an award. I remember uh, her big uh, spiky hair. So I th- I'm going to go with Till Tuesday. That's correct. You got one correct. Woo. Yeah, that award was, and even the Grammy Award for the, a lot of years was almost like the kiss of death. You know, <laughs> you win the best new artist, you uh, your second album tanks, and you're done. You know. <laughs> <laughs> And that's somewhat the case with Till Tuesday, but I love that song. That's one of my favorites of the 80s, Voices Carry. Um, Okay, so they won the uh, Best New Artist. Then we had the Cars come out, uh, Benjamin Orr and Elliot Easton, and presented the most experimental video. Now, see if you can remember some of these. We had... uh, Actually, Lindsey Buckingham was nominated for two, Go Insane and Slow Dancing, which I had not remembered either of those. We had uh, Chris Isaac with Dancing. We had The Art of Noise, Close to the Edit, and Lone Justice, Ways to be Wicked. Do you remember Um, any of those videos? (laughs) I remember some Art of Noise videos. They were always pretty funky, Uh so... Lindsey Buckingham being nominated for two, sometimes that cancels each other out a little bit. Um, I get, I, I have no idea, so I'll just go with Art of Noise. Yeah, they actually won, so you got two in a row now. Nice. Uh, that video I remember catching late one night and just being mesmerized by it because there's like a doll and it's almost like stop motion and there's chainsaws. <laughs> zapping things and I mean it's just 
it's a crazy, crazy, crazy video. So, yeah, most of theirs were. So it doesn't yeah. surprise me that they would absolutely in that category. Most experimental video. Okay, next we had uh, Martha Quinn come out. She introduced the uh, like professional categories. So we'll just there's none really to talk about there. And uh, we had all the VJs coming out basically right in a row. Mark Goodman came out, announced the best art direction in a video. We'll skip that one. Alan Hunter announced the best cinematography. Nina Blackwood, best special effects. Let's let's go over this one. Because uh, th- these some of these videos kind of rang out to me. Special effects, we had uh, Brian Adams' Run to You. Again, we had Lindsey Buckingham. We had Culture Club's It's a Miracle. And Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Don't Come Around Here No More. Or the uh, infamous Belly Cake video <laughs> <laughs> that we talked about in Bracket Madness. Belly Cake. Uh, <laughs> What do you think um, won that award? I don't remember special effects in the Brian Adams video in particular, or even Culture Club. Um, I'm I'm gonna guess that one of the Lindsey Buckingham ones won here, since he got nominated twice again. Um, <laughs> I don't, I can't remember. I remember watching them at one point, but I don't remember specifically. So let's go with. Uh, go insane for this one actually it was tom petty that won <laughs> the, the alice Bell cake and... won yeah yeah that's probably that's... what won it the cake yeah, cake, yeah. <laughs> special effects cutting into the the girl's stomach that looks like cake <laughs> yeah i'm looking at uh brian adams run to you right now uh nothing too special about these effects He's out in the snow and there's uh it's a stage performance with some lights and stuff, but I don't know yeah, why don't... that one, unless there's another version of run to you, but okay, we'll just, uh, move, <laughs> we'll just move along. Move along. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up we had, let's see the best editing award. We'll skip that. Okay. Julian Lennon and Corey Hart came out presenting the best choreography in a video. So we got to think of some dancing videos here. Best choreography. The nominees were Elton John's sad song. Say so much. Eurythmics. When I lie to you, there's a lot of nominees in here. We had two for Madonna, like a virgin and material girl. We had uh, Prince in the revolution. When doves cry, Sheila E's the glamorous life. And Tina Turner's Private Dancer. Those are your choreography uh, nominees. Wow. Pick a guess at one of those. I don't think there was a ton of dancing in When Doves Cry um, that I remember. Um, Material Girl from Madonna. I probably lean that way. Just I remember that having a lot of dancing and uh, choreography in it. So, yeah, I'll go with Material Girl. See, that's what I would have thought as well. Just her interaction with the, all the guys in the video and everything. Elton John won. That song say so much. Really? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember the video very much uh, <laughs> to know about what the choreography is. I actually just uh, punched it up here and 
Yeah, there's a lot. There's kind of some dancing and stuff in the streets there. It almost has like a beat it vibe. It looks like <laughs> black and white. And then there's the shadows at some points are color. Very interesting. I had not remembered this video at all. <laughs> Every once in a while he pops up. There's actually uh, a couple of scenes with him where there's like four of him in different outfits <laughs> sitting on a bench and singing. So I don't know, but there's, yeah, he's in the middle of the street dancing with the people and stuff. So, okay. We'll give it to you there, Mr. John. Uh, so we had, uh, actually, we had Dave Stewart come out from Eurythmics accepting that award on behalf of Elton John, who I guess wasn't there. Uh, next, we had Morris Day come out and present Best Concept Video. <laughs> now, this would kind of be the same, I, I guess, in the same vein as the experimental you know, videos and stuff. But uh, let's see what nominations the uh, experimental video had no no not experimental uh the best concept video so the best concept video here okay some interesting ones here so we get uh tom petty and the heartbreakers again don't come around here no more david lee ross just a gigolo don henley the boys of summer frankie goes to hollywood two tribes and glenn fry smugglers blues I was going to pick one. I would again go with David Lee Roth or I would go with Tom Petty's Don't Come Around Here No More. Um, I remember Smuggler's Blues being on the Miami Vice soundtrack and the video was almost like a episode of Miami Vice or something like that. Um, but best concept, in my opinion, the best video from this group I would go with Tom Petty's Don't Come Around Here No More. Actually, Glenn Fry won. <laughs> the, the Miami Vice episode won for Best Concept. Nice. So, uh, you know, Miami Vice was hot in 85. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it debuted in 84. So, yeah, it would have just been kind of moving on up. And that's a great song, too. I've got such an appreciation for... Glenn Fry's solo career versus like the Eagles. I, I don't know why it is, but uh, I don't know if it's just because the, I've heard the Eagles on a seemingly overplayed, but I, I think his solo career gets, gets hidden a little bit. And just going back to watch like smugglers blues and you belong to the city and some of those videos and hearing those, those, the singles, at least I, I really appreciate, but yeah. So being that him and, Fry and Henley were up against each other in this category. Right, right. Former Eagles. Pretty crazy. Um, all right, so next up was the Video Vanguard Awards, and we had uh, three people win those in the show. So John Taylor and Andy Taylor, of course, Duran Duran, came out and presented a Video Vanguard to Russell Mulcahy. Uh, went over to his wiki and was just going through some of the videos that he directed through the years and what a list here. So you've got, uh, the original video killed the radio star, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you've got all of the Duran Duran videos, practically, you know, hungry, like the wolf Rio save prayer. All those were uh, the re- the reflex wild boys. Those are all directed by him. Mm-hmm. You have about, I don't know, two dozen Elton John videos 
which includes sad songs that we were talking about before. Uh, some Spando Ballet, The True Video, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart, Kim Carnes, all of her videos, at least their singles. We had a few from Billy Joel, Allentown, Pressure, a couple from Queen, a couple from The Stones, a couple from Fleetwood Mac, and a couple from Rod Stewart, Meet Me Halfway, Kenny Loggins, the nice. first version of Pour Some Sugar on Me from Def Leppard. I don't know what the difference is between uh, different versions there. Only the Lonely, The Motels, Talk Talk by Talk Talk, of course, and a couple ACDC videos. So some of those earlier on there we were talking about, like the Buggles and, of course, those Duran Duran videos are so iconic. So yeah, even, at, even at this time, it's... You know, getting a Video Vanguard Award, you can see the impact of those videos. Yeah, some of those videos, I mean, that was a lot of work in a short period of time with some of those all being in that between 19, you know, 83 and 85. He probably, yeah, a big group of those songs were all in that one little stretch there. Absolutely. Uh, the next Video Vanguard Award went to David Byrne. Presented by Chrissy Hind, uh, without really any explanation there needed. Uh, the uh, Talking Heads are just so I don't know weird. they're their own thing. <laughs> <laughs> they're weird, but very original, you yes. know. So groundbreaking, you might say as well. Um, but you know, that's I can see where they would uh, give him an award at that point. And then the other. Uh, Video Vanguard Award was presented by Herbie Hancock and went to the duo Godly and Cream. And these guys were also music video directors and have a wow. They're uh, <laughs> all their music videos. Let me th- throw out some here at you. So you have the iconic Herbie Hancock rocket uh, video, of course. He did a couple of Duran Duran, If You Do Kill, Girls on Film. Those were pretty uh, eye-opening there. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, Three by the Police, Every Breath You Take, Wrapped Around Your Finger, Synchronicity 2. You think about those videos. Those were some pretty pretty big ones you know, up there. Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Two Tribes, Power of Love. Those were pretty popular at the time. Um, some other ones in there. Howard Jones, In Excess. Sting, if you love somebody, set them free. Um, and they did Wang Chung, everybody. And they did Wang, yeah, Wang Chung, everybody have fun tonight. That's in there. Uh, so there's some there's some big ones in there. Some that uh, Hip to Be Square, Huey Lewis <laughs> is in there. So yeah, definitely some that made impact in the MTV era for sure. And some that won video, uh, won awards. I'm sure. I was thinking some of the uh, Every Breath You Take took home some awards. Uh, maybe in that the, the previous year or something, but anyway, yeah, just some iconic videos from that duo as well for uh, the Video Vanguard Award. So uh, moving along now, unless you had something else to add, I was just gonna say you think this is the second year of this award show, and they're giving out Video Vanguard as <laughs> these career things, but when you read off those lists, um, really deserving individuals already in just the the second annual award show yeah absolutely 
Uh, okay, up next was Glenn Fry, best direction in the video. Ah, we'll do that one. Let's see what we got here. So we got, uh, again, these are direction, so I don't know. Directors are weird. <laughs> we have uh, Brian Adams run to you again. Duran Duran, the Wild Boys. Don Henley, the Boys of Summer. Chris Isaac dancing. Tom Penny and the Heartbreakers, don't come around here no more. Simple Minds, don't you forget about me. Toto, Stranger in Town. Those were best direction in a video. Well, again, I, the Tom Petty video I think is pretty cool. But, and I know The Boys of Summer was uh, did well. But I'm, I'm going to guess that that Wild Boys by Duran Duran, since Russell McKay just got that Video Vanguard Award, I'm going to guess that maybe he won the Best Direction as well. Good guess, but no, that was uh, Don Henley. Oh. Now, one of the ones he won, well, or at least one of the, the ones the video won uh, during the award show. And we'll talk to you a little bit more about that in the wrap-up here as, as we're done with uh, Don Henley. He did very well. <laughs> uh, so that won Best Direction. Next, we had uh, Joan Baez come out, presented the a special recognition award, and that was for Bob Geldof. And for those that may not uh, may know the name but may not know who Bob Geldof is, he's the one behind Live Aid. He's the one that did Band-Aid that put together the uh, Do you, They Know It's Christmas. Yeah, he was just kind of the mastermind about pulling those shows. Mainly Live Aid was what I would... Uh, would say would be the, the the top thing to pull off there with just yeah. multiple cities across the world and all of the the huge artists that he got to come out and do a couple songs you know and you think some of those about some of those iconic performances like Queen at Live Aid uh, and Phil Collins jumping on the the jet you know <laughs> being in, I guess London it was yeah and then flying over to Philly to perform in both venues. I mean, that was insane, but yeah, lots to contribute. Of course, the, the live aid proceeds was to benefit the, uh, the efforts, uh, in Ethiopia and Africa. So a special recognition for Bob Geldof there. Yeah. Live aids, probably one of the most iconic eighties events between all of the things going on there. And, um, like you mentioned also that do they know it's Christmas um, had been out the previous Christmas before that live aid had just happened that summer before this came. So um, Geldof, who was a mu- musician in his own right in the band Boomtown Rats. Um, hmm. But this uh, was not a surprising award at all, I would say. Right. So, yeah handed out that uh, special award there. And then we had uh, Don Henley come out, presented the best group video. And here are the five nominations. We have the cars with drive USA for Africa. We are the world. Eurythmics. When I lie to you, Huey Lewis and the news, if this is it and you two's pride in the name of love. So out of those, thinking about group a group video, which would you think won the award? Um, Drive is one of my very favorite songs of the whole decade, um, but I don't think that one. Um, 
Eurythmics have been nominated, seems like almost every category. <laughs> um, Huey Lewis, if this is it, that's a great video. Um, but I'm going to guess that We Are the World won this one. Yeah, that's kind of the ultimate group video, you know. <laughs> you got a little bit of everybody. You're right, right. Yeah, that did win uh, the award. So, yeah, that. that <laughs> Uh, if it didn't win a group award, you know, nothing was going to if you bring all those people together. So, yes, that won uh, Best Group. Next, we had the Viewer's Choice Award presented by Amy Mann, Stephen Piercy. Viewer's Choice, the nominations were, and I believe this is the one where back in the day people would call in, you could write your vote in. I don't know. I can't remember how the whole nomination process and voting process went, but uh, it seemed like it was just kind of pick up the phone or send a self addressed stamp envelope, whatever (laughs) (laughs) to uh, MTV to get your votes in the uh, nominations for viewers choice was again, USA for Africa. We are the world Don Henley's the boys of summer, Tom Petty and the heartbreakers don't come around here no more. And two from David Lee Roth, California Girls and Just a Gigolo. <laughs> so uh, what do you think won the viewer's choice that year? Um, I'm betting the David Lee Roth ones kind of canceled each other out, even though I like Just a Gigolo there. Tom Petty, we talked about. That's a great video. But at that point in time, I just think people were all about We Are the World. So I'm going to guess. Guess that one, this one. You got it again. Good job. So, yep, We Are the World. That was uh, that was a pretty big deal. I remember we had the 45 single that I played quite often <laughs> around that time. Uh, my mom's stereo. So, that tells you anything. All right, uh, we've got four more to go here. Grace Jones came out. Oh, I love Grace Jones. Just something uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she presented the best male video award and the nominations were Bruce Springsteen's I'm on fire, Glenn Fry for Spungler's blues, Don Henley for boys of summer and the two David Lee Roth videos again, California girls, and just a gigolo. So best male video out of those nominees. Well, I think the, like I said, the Roth videos probably cancel each other out. Glenn Fry won best concept video, but I want to say Boys of Summer cleaned up, so I'm going to guess the Boys of Summer. Actually, it was Springsteen that won that video. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to remember I'm on Fire, uh, the, <laughs> uh, the video for that. I don't. I want to say this was maybe one where he's some kind of mechanic and... Meets a girl. Maybe it's a different one I'm thinking of. I don't remember the video at all. The one thing I do remember is uh, Robin Williams doing an impression of, <laughs> I want to say it was Elmer Fudd singing I'm on Fire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is hilarious. What was, I mean, what was that from? Because uh, I, I want to like, pull that up instead. Yes, I <laughs> If you get a chance, see if that one's up there to watch, because uh, I I love that. I must have been from some stand-up routine he did, but 
Yeah, I can't confirm. It's it's uh he's working on the car and trying to do a little bit of acting there and now he's driving around. I thought he met a girl or something. I can't I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's strange that Springsteen was nominated for so many different videos and I mean he wasn't really known for real creative videos or anything like that. So, Oh my gosh, there it is. Okay. So it must've been part of, uh, Robin Williams stand up routine or something, but yeah, look that yeah. one up. If you get a chance, I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's better than watching done. the actual video. As, as soon as we're done. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next up we had David Lee Roth come out and presented the best female, video and the best female nominees were Cindy Lauper for She Bop, Madonna for Material Girl, Tina Turner, What's Love Got to Do with It, Sade for Smooth Operator, and Sheila E the Glamorous Life. We've mentioned Sheila E quite a bit. Yeah. Um I think again that Material Girl video was was kind of interesting, kind of that Marilyn Monroe kind of vibe to it, but I seem to remember Tina winning something. So I'm going to go that she won this one. What's love got to do with it? That's right. Yep. She won this one. She was there. She had to win something, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's funny how they kind of put people. I always thought that was like like a thing that they, well, let's see who can be at the show. Well, we got to, give them a award for something. So <laughs> make it worth our while, you know, whatever. Or uh, they tell them in advance that they won so that they, right, they show yeah. up. Okay. And then finally, uh, after she just won her best female video award, Tina Turner came up to present the video of the year. The video of the year nominees were Tom Petty and the heartbreakers. Don't come around here. No more. The two David Lee Roth videos, A California Girls, Just a Gigolo, USA for Africa, We Are the World, and Don Henley, The Boys of Summer. So before we go any further, is it strange to you that somebody could win Best Male Video and then not even be nominated for Video of the Year against people that they just defeated for that other award? (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) It makes absolutely no sense to me. Wow, that's yeah. Uh, video of the year was I, I, again. It's like record of the year, whatever. Who who? What is this? Uh, what is the criteria? You know. Yeah. So they I didn't know, have YouTube vi- uh, views back then. You know that you could say, <laughs> okay, this was the most watched video, so we got him nominated for video of the year or something. You know. <laughs> this one I is not fair because I know that Don Henley, the Boys of Summer, won this, even though I would say. Of the five videos nominated, I would probably say it, it should be last. It's third or fourth. <laughs> yeah, at the best, maybe last. No, I, I and I love the song too. I oh, mean, I love the song. The, song. the yeah. song is great. The video, if you don't remember, it's black and white, very artistic. Uh, people on the beach. There's scenes kind of back behind. Uh, him sometimes when he's singing and there also looks like he's they're filming him going down the middle of a street on a parade float or something i mean it's he's just like yeah it's kind of down the street yeah. right 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 so there's nothing to me 
nothing really special about the video other than there's some artistic value there, you know, but yeah, you get not... to Tom Petty. He has the whole <laughs> Alice in Wonderland theme and the belly cake and all that going on. And then you've got David Lee Roth. If you haven't seen Justin Gigolo, ain't, ain't got nobody in a while. That's worth watching. There's oh, a lot yeah. of fun stuff going on there. And then you got the viewer's choice award winner, USA for Africa there, which obviously the, yeah, the, the, the uh, viewing public chose that. And, and then you got uh, a bunch of bikini girls, you know, and exactly. California girls. So Can't go wrong I there. don't compete with that. But anyway, yeah, you are correct. Don Henley did win that. And just to recap, Don Henley was the night's biggest winner. He took home four of the Moon Men statues, including video of the year. And his video, The Boys of Summer, was the year's most nominated video. Seven nominations in all. Meanwhile, Mr. Roth turned out to be the most nominated artist of the night. Eight nominations for his two videos. Five for Just a Jiglo, three for California Girls. And yet, he came up empty-handed that night. <laughs> wow. No Moonman for David Lee Roth. But, I don't know, it just seemed like when he went solo, he was Mr. MTV. You know, it, it was mm. he just screamed MTV to me. So, him being nominated eight times and having two videos in you know three categories that doesn't surprise me at all. So that yeah, was maybe little... having two videos kind of splits the vote a little bit. If some people like one better than the other, instead of getting one where all that attention goes to one video, I think you get that split in the vote happening here. That's right. Okay, so that was our journey. Back to 1985, the MTV Video Music Awards. Any other thoughts you want to leave before we uh, head back to the future here? Not really. I just think as far as 80s videos go, this isn't probably the cream of the crop when you think of that. And when you go back and mm-hmm. listen to our Bracket Madness, there's a, a few of these get uh, get mentioned along the way. But it wasn't a, a huge year for iconic videos yeah uh, in that regard and <laughs> truth be told one of the reasons why we chose 85 instead of like the first one which was 84 it was just available on youtube most of the performances and a lot of the uh the actual show itself was available and there wasn't really much of 84 which surprised me so well you know hopefully as time goes along here and we'll be able to see more mtv will release you know more of these shows uh, I've even wondered if they're going to release some to like Paramount Plus or someplace where yeah. a lot of the MTV content is going because that would be great. But I know there's just so many legalities and stuff you need to be able to play the show in full with all the music copyrights and everything. It's it seems like it's almost it would be almost almost impossible to pull off. But yeah. anyway, that was a little pull behind the uh, the curtain there <laughs> to get why we chose uh, 85. But there's still some great videos and some that uh, just because of the time frame going from, what, what do we say, May to May, there you still got half of the year of 85 that wasn't nominated at all until the, you know, the next year's awards. So exactly. we'll, talk, we'll talk a little bit about that in the After Hour Show uh, as we do the top 100 videos from MTV just kind of running through those quick and seeing what was going on, but I'm getting ahead here. So before we go any further, let's get back at the time machine and let's head back to the present day.
All right, we are back. We hope you enjoyed our journey through the 1985 MTV Video Music Awards. Leave your comments on Twitter, at TRN Social, and our personal accounts, at RD80s, at Old School 80s, if you want to leave Tim a comment. Uh, Apple users, somebody did their homework last week, and that happened to be Tim. We're now at 17 <laughs> reviews. Thank you, sir. But we will long overdue. keep asking. I'm going to keep asking until you guys get us up there a little bit higher. But thank you for leaving us a review, Tim. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it doesn't take long. Just a quick minute. Give us a star rating if you don't want to write a you know a little couple sentences there. That would be uh, even helpful as well to get us uh, up the charts. But please do so uh, if you are over there on Apple. Now, the after hours today... We are going to go back, and there is a special after-party video that you can watch. It's uh, just a lot, of, a lot of interviews kind of strung together in about a seven- or eight-minute video. And we're going to react to some of those interviews. Uh, David Lee Roth and Rick James and uh, <laughs> just, I mean, some crazy ones on there. Joey Ramone and the Beastie Boys, so... We're going to react to that. And like I said, we're going to go through some of the other 85 music videos that were kind of left out of the show. Didn't kind of fit that May to May time frame and uh, see where they landed on that top 100 list at year's end. Should be really fun as we uh, kind of continue that conversation from 1985. So, Tim, it was a pleasure. I hope I uh did Mickey proud and I tried to keep his seat warm here and um, I uh, enjoy being here thanks for having me yeah well Mickey doesn't give a crap about pop music so you did a great job <laughs> <laughs> all right people well, we thank you for listening head on over to after hours today become a VIP if you are not and uh, listen to me and Tim continue the conversation so uh, until next week everybody take care Okay, and now we'll just kind of jump right in. I was going to say, I won't be confessing to any crimes during the After Hours show. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.